Hey guys, welcome to my first episode of How to Be a Better Person. I chose the title partially because I thought it was funny, but also because for a good part of the past couple of years, that's pretty much exactly what my focus has been on. I went through a really rough time um, around 2016, 2017. I was very severely depressed. I was going through a divorce. Um, I was drinking a little bit, maybe a lot of it. Um, and I just felt very lost. So around that time, I was referred to an amazing therapist who really opened my eyes to a lot of things and completely changed my life around. Therapy required me to look very closely at all the relationships that I was surrounded by, the kind of behavior that I was allowing from certain people, as well as behaviors that I was demonstrating as a result of my past. So I spent a lot of that first year of therapy reading various self-help books um, that my therapist recommended, as well as researching mental health and addiction and cognitive behavioral therapy, a bunch of different topics through textbooks and online courses. Eventually, I decided that I wanted to register at my local community college for fun. And so my first semester, I took a few counseling classes as well as a class on how addiction impacts the brain. I also landed an internship at a residential treatment center. And between that and school, Everything that I was learning and practicing really solidified and proved to me that I was in the right place and headed in the right direction career-wise. Almost two years later, I've gained a lot of valuable experience and knowledge, um, and I'm also about to hit one year sober. Um, I just really wanted to make this information accessible to people, though. You know, people like you that might actually really want to focus on your self-growth, but maybe you don't have the money to invest in therapy week after week, or your schedule doesn't allow for you to take extracurricular college courses. Um, so don't worry, we're going to take this journey together. I am here to break it down to you and help you on your path to becoming a better person. So now that you understand a little bit about who I am and why I'm here and why I want to do this show, we're going to get right into our first topic. <clears throat> and our first topic is boundaries. <laughs> this is one of the first things that I really worked on in therapy. Knowing what healthy boundaries looks like is really, really important for your own personal well-being as well as the well-being of all the relationships in your life. So the first layer of boundary work is really becoming self-aware of how that appears in your relationships. You want to be able to identify if any of those relationships are destructive or even if you yourself are maybe violating somebody else's boundaries. So a lot of people hear destructive relationships and immediately they want to jump to think physical abuse. And of course, like that definitely falls under the umbrella of that, but it can also be something as subtle as maybe your boss constantly calling you names and putting you down or Maybe a family member went behind your back and read your journal. Those are definitely boundary violations. And if you grew up not really knowing what those are, you may not be able to set boundaries to protect yourself. So, you know, you end up being mistreated or talked to in a certain way that you don't appreciate. <laughs> so some questions to ask yourself when you're trying to become aware of what the boundaries in your life look like could be, does this person know they're violating my boundaries? Did I ever actually speak up and set a boundary with them? Am I comfortable doing so and speaking up for myself? Or do I trust people too easily or not enough? 
Am I violating this person's boundaries? Did I go through their phone without asking? Am I violating a boundary with myself? And yes, that's definitely a thing. (laughs) I'll get to that shortly. So once you've established where the boundary issues in your life may exist, you can kind of get into the next layer of boundary work, which is understanding. One thing to know about where boundary issues stem from, they are actually a misguided attempt on your part to feel love. Mind-blowing, right? (laughs) You might constantly do someone in your life favors at your own expense because you care about them and you want them to like you, or maybe you don't want to upset them. You might also be scarred from a past relationship and don't want to get hurt again. So maybe you constantly put up walls with everybody and push people away. Maybe you're testing them to see if they care enough to want to stick around. Does that sound familiar? (laughs) This means that on the spectrum of healthy boundaries, you fall either under anxious attachment or you fall on the other end under avoidant attachment. So attachment theory dictates anxious attachment as needy and insecure, wanting constant reassurance from their partner. This person is obviously anxious. So this might be the girlfriend that, you know, you tell her, I want to talk later. And you're maybe thinking just about like what movie you want to see. And she calls you like 20 times because she's freaking out. (laughs) Or maybe it's the boyfriend that is worried that, you know, maybe he got cheated on. So he follows you to work to make sure guys don't flirt with you or you don't flirt back. On the other end of the spectrum, you have avoidant attachment. These people are uncomfortable with intimacy They have a hard time being vulnerable. They pride themselves on being self-reliant, even when they actually do need help. They regularly feel suffocated in relationships and will typically find ways to avoid the confrontation. So that's going to be, you know, maybe I'll get into a fight and this person's like, I got to go. I'll talk to you tomorrow or in a couple days. Um, Or they just need space often. (laughs) A secure attachment style lies right smack in the middle. This simply means that this person takes responsibility for their own actions and emotions while not taking responsibility for the actions or emotions of others. People that have healthy boundaries are typically very secure, confident, authentic individuals. They're comfortable showing intimacy, but they're also not stressed at the idea of being alone. They know how to properly prioritize their relationships. So if it's a new relationship, they're going to put, you know, their longer friendships or, you know, a date with their family over, you know, something with the new relationship. They also tend to draw clear boundaries and stick to them. They're not scared to walk away. So there was a study done in 1997 And this was published by the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology, which showed that out of a large nationally representative sample of American adults, 59% of American adults demonstrated a secure attachment style. Honestly, (laughs) I kind of find that hard to believe, given that I see people constantly with boundary issues. Um, But, you know, whatever. Moving on. (laughs) So... Hopefully, for now, I haven't bored you to death. (laughs) Um, And two, you have a better understanding of why these boundary issues take place. Um, Psychology, one of the first things you'll study in psychology is that the way you are, like the relationships that you had as a child and the experiences that you had 
mold you for your adult life. So typically, if you maybe had um, a distant mother or, you know, you watched your parents fight all the time and they divorced, like, that's going to impact you, right? So that typically plays a part in your attachment style as you get older. You're kind of reenacting those early impactful relationships in your later relationships. So understanding why these boundary issues take place is going to help you get to the deepest layer of boundary work, which is taking action and implementing change. Over time, maintaining boundaries becomes very natural. Once you kind of start to have that self-respect for yourself, you will learn that healthy people will actually respect the boundaries that you're setting. Um, And this means that it'll be easier for you to determine when somebody else has unhealthy boundaries as well. You might learn to say yes when your partner wants to offer you support, and typically you might want to run the other direction. Um, You might also say no when your boss wants you to take on more work than you can handle when they're used to you being like, yep, load me up. You probably will get comfortable saying things like, yes, I trust you, and no, you can't talk to me that way. Inevitably, you're going to run into situations where people are surprised that you're setting boundaries, especially if they've been able to take advantage of you previously, like not having any. So the only people that really get mad at you setting boundaries are people that were benefiting from you not having any. It is important to remember to set consequences and stick to them. So if, for example, you decided that you don't want to drink and you go to a party and someone's pressuring you to drink alcohol and you don't want to, you can be like, you know what? If you ask me again, I'm going to leave. And then, you know, you actually have to make sure you leave. (laughs) What you don't want to do is waste your energy on changing people if you've tried to communicate directly, kindly, and repeatedly. A lot of times what I find is that people are not communicating directly. You know, they're saying something, but it's not so direct. And sometimes you really do have to break it down to other people. You have to be willing to say the obvious things that you know some people don't want to say like when you're getting into a new relationship a lot of people don't want to be like hey are we exclusive you know I'm not cool with you dating other people so they end up playing it cool and not really having that conversation and then they get hurt when the other person's actually dating like 15 people behind their back but whose fault is that really if you never came out and said outright hey look I'm, I'm not looking for that. I want to be an exclusive relationship. You are the one like who is able to set that up for yourself, you know? And if you don't do that, you can't be mad at the other person for doing whatever they do. So there are people for sure who out there will respect you and your boundaries. You just have to not be afraid to set them and not be afraid to walk away and look for those people. Earlier on in this episode, I talked about setting boundaries with yourself. What people don't realize is that is equally important, if not more important than setting boundaries with other people. If you can't honor boundaries with yourself, I'm not really sure how successful you're going to be at honoring boundaries with other people. So what that really looks like is, you know, if you maybe do your budget and you realize you don't have extra money to go out this weekend and spend money on alcohol because you have bills to pay, If your friend invites you out to go drinking, that means you say no (laughs) and you stick to that. You don't let people sway you when you genuinely can't afford to do something. 
Um, in another scenario, maybe that means looking at your workload and setting that boundary with yourself that you talk to your boss and maybe take on a little bit of a less workload and focus more on your self-care. Whenever I first started boundary work, it was really crazy to me the things that I had actually allowed. If I had known anything about setting boundaries or why I had such poor boundaries, I probably would not have gotten into certain relationships and would have better relationships with some of the people in my life. One example of this is my mom. We have kind of always had a rocky relationship because she just comes from a different culture, I guess, and a different time. And so she thinks it's appropriate to say certain things that are actually really detrimental to someone growing up at that age, you know, when I was like 13, 14. So we have never really been very close. And it was hard for me to trust her because I really didn't appreciate the things that she was saying. But I was never able to express that to her. And so maybe if I had been able to set a boundary more clearly and just been like, hey, this is really hurtful. You can't talk to me like this. It's not cool. I don't care if you're my mom. It's not appropriate. Maybe that would have made her understand where I was coming from and helped our relationship grow closer, you know? Anyways, um, (laughs) so that's pretty much all I have to say about boundaries. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope I was able to really help you understand this topic a little better. Um, If you have any questions, I'm so happy to answer them. Um, And if you like this episode and want to hear more, I'd love to hear your thoughts. You can definitely leave me a review. Um, You can find my email address, my social media, my blog, all that on my website, www.brightsoulhealing.com. Wishing all the love and light your way. Bye for now.